0: Hey, how's it going, everybody? Whale Talk, episode 11. This one's out a little later than I expected, but been having a lot of technical difficulties. My internet just sucks these days. Gotta get that improved. Again, I'm sorry about the noises in the background. Hopefully gonna have a dedicated spot with the stupid fire alarms and all that shit won't be in the way, but... Let's roll right into it. Uh, Raw, SmackDown, NXT, and of course, the G1... But I'm going to start it off differently. I'm actually going to start it off with the G1 this time. I'm going to talk about G1 results for the 27th of August. Uh, ended up catching uh, Vance Archer or Lance Archer versus Cody Ibushi. Awesome match. Probably my favorite match of that night. Uh, Cody Ibushi ended up winning uh, with the Kamagoye. He hit the first one and that was cool. Archer no sold that bitch. And then uh, Archer just started laughing in his face, and he told him to bring it on. And then Koda ended up hitting the second one for the win. I thought that was an awesome match. I definitely like seeing the dynamic of Archer right now. Archer's on fire, dude. Like, this dude has impressed me so much. It's crazy. Like, I've always been a big fan of him, but he's been killing it. Uh, other match I ended up catching was Bad Luck, Fale, and Osprey. Fale ended up getting disqualified and giving Osprey the three points. Nothing much to say there. Uh, evil versus Zach Seba Jr. was actually a pretty good match. I love the way Evil reversed. He did like three different little types of reversals into the everything is evil leg sweep. Uh STO sweep. Uh I thought that was a really good match too. Uh Zack Sabre keeps losing a lot in this tournament because they've made him so strong. Like he's beat Tanahashi a hundred times. And his, his performance in the J Cup, which he ended up winning, was awesome, but Uh, I like that he's been losing a little bit because it makes it just like he's like kind of cracking. He's losing his mind. His backstage interviews have been fucking amazing. And it was cool to see Evil finally get a lot of wins in this G1. He usually doesn't do okay in the G1, but that was a good match. Uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Sonata I ended up catching. Uh, Great match. Just good. Just amazing chain wrestling behind these two. Uh, Tanahashi ended up winning it with the high fly flow. Great, great match. Tanahashi's been putting on a really good performance. So has Sonata. Uh, And then we have the first loss for Kenta. Kenta was undefeated going in, but he is now 4-1. The Rainmaker Okada ended up giving him his first loss. Uh, Awesome thing where Kenta was chipping away, kicking the shit out of Okada. Okada was taking the punishment. We get to the part where Kenta's about to hit the GTS. Uh, Okada reverses it, hits a spiral tombstone. And Rainmaker for the win. I thought this was a great match. Uh, Kenta hits him with a show of respect. I thought that was cool. I thought this was the perfect guy to be Kenta. Because Kenta was on a fucking tear, man. But right away, they get the sign of respect. And undefeated Okada. Okada is still undefeated. So far. From here. But that was a great fucking main event of Kenta and uh, uh, Okada. But now we get into night. The one I was waiting for, the July 28th edition for the main event of Tetsuya Naito and uh, Moxley. But Hiroki Goto and uh, Toriano had a fun little match. Uh, Goto ended up doing this weird fucking, like, Scorpion Deathlock cradle thing he beat Yano with. I thought that was fucking awesome, but good entertaining match. Again, Goto looks in amazing fucking shape. Like, it's crazy how good this guy looks. Juice Robinson and Ishii, Ishii is the fucking man, go watch Ishii versus Moxley, go watch Ishii versus this, uh, Juice Robinson, great match, Ishii up, ended up getting the win with the Brain Buster, I really wanted Juice to win, but, great match, a lot, oh, there was a spot where they just started headbutting each other without even protecting each other, they were just like, bop, 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 trading headbutts, back and forth, I thought that was fucking great, Ishii ended up winning with the Brain Buster, great match here uh tai chi versus jeff cobb uh jeff cobb has been you know uh winning losing winning losing same thing with tai chi i love tai chi tai chi is such an underrated heel jeff cobb ended up winning easily with the tour of the island slam i love that move by the way it's always one of the finishes i put or signatures i put to my characters in 2k 19 but a good little match here again uh it's good to see jeff cobb in the tournament same thing with tai chi uh shingo continues to lose he lost cleanly to jay white jay white hit the blade runner for the win uh, shingo's been losing man it's crazy how this man was undefeated for almost a year but now he's losing but i kind of like it because g1 you have to lose that's the thing i like about the g1 unless you're one guy i mean two guys and tetsuya Knight over versus john moxley what is there to say this match was exactly what I was expecting. Fucking greatness. Goes into Moxley. About to get dropped at the Destino. Then he reverses it. Stands up. Uh, Nido hits the most devastating Death Rider for a two count. And picks him up. Hits. Oh my god. Like he just tombstone his man. It looked like Finn Balor's old bloody Sunday. Hit the second elevated Death Rider for the win. Right on his head. One two three 2, 3, Moxley is undefeated still. Which, this has to make it to him and Okada or something. Because Moxley is still undefeated, it's crazy. But all great matches in the G1. Uh, definitely my favorite actually was Archer and Coda. Archer and Coda. Moxley and Naito are definitely top up there. Still crazy to me how Moxley's undefeated. I really thought Naito was going to be the one to beat him. Uh, I love in the beginning of the match where Naito's just taking his time. He's just chilling. Nido don't care. You know, he's he's doing that thing he always does to piss off fucking everybody. I think it's fucking great. But that's so far the G1. That's what I've been caught up to. Uh, again, great as always. The G1 is just fucking awesome. It's just been a pleasure to watch. Thought I would start off differently and get the G1 out the way. I usually like saving the G1 for last, but I recently started catching up on it today. So I was just like, fuck it. Let me talk about it while it's fresh in my head. But let us make it to Raw Reunion. Uh, I did not enjoy this Monday Night Raw episode because the wrestling was okay and it was just a bunch of rematches. But I loved all the cameos. I'm not I'm not gonna shit on all the cameos. I loved all the cameos. You started off with John Cena and let me tell you about my roller coaster ride with John Cena. I was not a John Cena fan. I was a John. John, I loved John Cena back in the day. You know, Thugonomics. I loved John, even in his run in 2007 when he was shooting with Edge, it was fucking awesome. But then something happened where I just got sick and tired of this guy. I grew up and I was like, fuck John Cena. Until I would say 2012, 13. I started appreciating this man's matches because everyone would ask me, oh, what's a great match? What's a great match? And I would always pick them a John Cena match. And everyone's just like, well, you hate John Cena. And I'm like, I know. But then I realized how good of a professional wrestler this man is. And I've grown so much respect for John Cena. I miss this man every single day on my television. Because promo-wise, John's got it. Ring-wise, John's got it. Even when he started adding all those different moves, now, I just, I just hate when people shit talk Cena now, because I'm like, I used to be you, dude. You need to appreciate the work that John Cena has put into this company. Like, I know he's not here a lot right now, but I will never discredit John Cena ever again. Like, legit, never, because I learned my lesson, you know what I mean? I even say, I tell people gonna look at Roman Reigns, like, Roman Reigns is no John Cena. He's not even in his league. Like, John's in a fucking planet beyond Roman Reigns, but I'm just saying, even Roman, I don't... I, I hate the character of Roman Reigns, but Roman Reigns himself is a cool guy. So hopefully that will happen later on. But John Cena comes out to kick off Raw. Cena gets in the ring, talks about how glad he is to be back. Says this is his home, not his house near Tampa, but his w, the WWE ring It's his home. Cena knows he isn't around as much how he used to be, but he's excited to be here right now as he's ever been. It's time to get the show on the road. Cena introduces the Usos who come out in the ring with the microphones uh the usos said yo you know what we want we want rapping john cena you need to drop some bars that's what the people want cena starts to walk away but the usos provoke him and call him the doctor of Telgonomics. and hit cena hits him and they say cena left them for the movie business cena gets back in the ring and starts flaming the usos talking about mugshots and duis and that happens 24 hours later jimmy uso gets arrested for a dui i'm like John Cena has magic powers. He, the man, predicted the Uso getting arrested. Also, Jimmy, Jimmy needs to chill, man. This is like his fucking second, third DUI arrest this fucking year. Like, I love the Usos, man. especially Jimmy. Jimmy's my favorite Uso, but he needs to chill. So, you know, Rikishi comes out and he starts throwing bars. Cena's about to leave. Rikishi tells him to get, to back that ass up and get back in the ring, Rikishi says he knows Cena's the man, but tonight, can't let Cena have the Fast and Furious without busting a move. I'm like, aha, that's funny. He looks at Rikishi, Cena and the Usos are about to do the classic too cool dance with a rival interruption. They have d for some fucking reason. I'm like, when the fuck did Devon just turn heel and just join the revival? I thought that was fucking weird, but whatever. Uh, We see Jimmy Hart backstage talking to Hulk Hogan, because wherever Hulk Hogan is, Jimmy Hart is right there. I'm pretty sure Brutus the Barber Beefcake is also there. Uh, Hogan said he's pumped to be here on Raw. This is his hometown. He could beat somebody up tonight. Hulk runs down the list of names of people here tonight. Jimmy laughs. Booker T joins the announce table for uh, guest commentary. We had a lot of guest commentary on this time. Usos revival. Again, a match I have seen 750,000 fucking times, but always good. Always good. I'll, I'll never hate on this match because this match is always usually pretty fucking good. But uh, get to the end of it, uh, which leads to Jimmy hitting a super kick. Then Jay hits the splash off the top rope. Dawson for the three count. Usos win. 50 50 Book King. 50 50 Book King as fucking usual. Hate it. Fucking hate the 50 50 booking. Alicia Fox is backstage, for being promoted as one of the legends that was coming back, even though she's still on the roster. She's talking to Dana Brooke about her wardrobe. Uh, former talent Caitlin is there. I'm like, oh boy, I'm a big fan of Caitlin. Tori Wilson, my first original favorite diva. Santino, yo, I'm not gonna lie. I fucking miss Santino, dude. This dude was funny. I, I underappreciated this man. Until, like, I realize, I'm like, this guy's funny, he has the cobra in him, McIntyre comes off, and then everybody walks off, like, oh, McIntyre the party pooper over here, I'm not surprised Shane has his hand up his ass and mind controlling him while he's coming out, oh, fucking hate that shit. Uh, 24-7 champion R-Truth and Carmella are backstage for an interview. We see a footage of Truth at the E3 video convention where Drake Maverick is a fucking banana. He tries to pin him, but it doesn't work out. It, it, it's crazy. Godfather comes out. No whole train it's just him awkwardly, silently dancing with Charlie Caruso. I thought that was fucking weird. I'm like, all right, where's the hoes? <laughs> like, you're going to have a whole train with only one ho? <laughs> no, shout out to Charlie Caruso not being a hoe, But I'm just saying. Cedric Alexander versus Drew McIntyre, this is exactly what I wanted. You see? This is how you do good booking. You had Cedric at the upset win on McIntyre last week. So what do you do? You have McIntyre beat the living shit out of Cedric Alexander. But you don't have 50-50 booking. Like, they easily could have been like, all right, Drew wins. But I like how Drew is like, fuck it, I don't care about the win. I'm just here to beat you up. You give, basically, you give Drew kind of a win, but not really. I like that. So, uh, Drew and Cedric get into it at ringside. Cedric hits a moonsault off the turnbuckle to Drew to the outside. Cedric misses a shot. Drew starts beating the shit out of him on the floor. Hits an inverted Alabama slam, which Cedric took like a gunshot to the apron. The hardest part of the ring. And uh, that was called off. I thought it was really good stuff. We go backstage. The new 24-7 champion, Drake Maverick, is looking for a place to hide. He opens a box full of worms. The boogeyman comes out. Motherfucker still looks exactly the same. This dude is like fucking 50-something years old. It looks exactly the same. Pat Patterson is looking for some boys to, you know, touch. (laughs) Oh, God, Pat Patterson. It creeps me out seeing this dude sometimes because of all the weird stories you hear about him. Especially that one. I just heard one of fucking, um... uh, Don't mind the noise. I'm going to put something to charge real quick. Actually, I'm going to get a water. I'm going to get a water break going. Excuse me as I get the water break. Much needed. So, yeah, I just heard a recent story of Pat Patterson liking Virgil. Because I was watching, like, the Rise and Fall of Virgil. And the reason Virgil kept his job for so long is because really he put his dick out for Pat Pat Oh, my God. It, it's some creepy shit. So, Pat Patterson wins the 24-7 title. We go back over that. Christian comes out, you know. Oh, man, I love Christian. He's on, He's on my top ten favorite wrestlers of all time. Christian is so underrated it fucking hurts. I'm telling you right now. Viking Raiders versus Hawkins and Ryder. Hawkins and Ryder's theme is fucking awful. Sounds like a fucking porn song, bro. It sounds like the most generic song you could think of. Uh, Ryder and Hawkins double team Eric and Ibar. uh, Until Eric is able to come back. Boom, done, done. Triple done. I hate that they're not using Fallout. They keep using Thor's hammer. Or the Viking experience. But they ended up winning with a double team power slam. Viking Raiders are at least keep winning. But they're not doing nothing. They just come out and growl. (laughs) now I got hiccups. Fucking great. We see several WWE personalities mingling backstage. Maria walks in to yell at Mike. Poor Mike Kanellis, man. Also, catch Mike's work on Two Hundred Five Live. Him and fucking um Drake Maverick are having an awesome fucking storyline right now. Like awesome, great stuff right now going on. Especially promo wise for fucking both of them. Especially Mike. God, Mike sounds like CM Punk so much. Like I, ne- you put CM Punk, Mike Canellas, and Christopher Daniels in a room. I don't know which one sounds like which one. It's crazy how they all sound alike. So he's talking to e- I saw Eve back there, she's looking fucking gorgeous by the way. So Maria yells at Mike about rubbing lotion on her stomach, and he doesn't get so he doesn't get so he doesn't get stretch marks from her pregnancy. Maria walks off as everyone else in the locker room looking at them. Ron Simmons walks in and goes, Damn. You know, the usual Mike Simmons stuff. We see AJ Styleduce, Luke Gadilou, and Carl Anderson to do the machine gun to do, complaining about the so-called legend showing up on Raw trying to steal the spotlight. Uh, we go backstage. It looks like Gerald Briscoe has pinned Pat Patterson, giggity, for the 24-7 title. Briscoe walks in to Kelly Kelly, who is looking fun. Oh, come on, man. We've all beat our dicks to Kelly Kelly. <laughs> Let's not be serious here, bro. Uh, she hugs him low, blows him, pins him. Kelly Kelly is now the 24-7 champion. Samoa Joe comes out, gets on the mic, and cuts an amazing Promo. Uh, he starts talking shit about the Usos and Rikishi. Roman comes out, and he's like, Yo, you talking shit about my fam? And Joe's like, I've been talking shit about your family. <laughs> like, this ain't nothing new. I thought it was fucking great. They have an awkward beatdown where Joe just beats the shit out of Roman for like 10 minutes. Roman comes in, hits a Superman punch, and he's like, Yo, do you really want this smoke? Roman gets the mic, and he goes, Yes, yeah, And we get Roman Reigns versus Mel and Joe, and I'm gonna let you guess how do you think this ended? About seven minutes in... Uh, ooh, ah, spear, one, two, three. Joe continues to talk a good game and be a fucking loser. They were getting a rematch of this, too, on this Raw. I'm like, oh, fuck. Again, a win that Roman Reigns did not need. He doesn't need it. He's good. This guy's Teflon. No one could touch this man. Like, Joe could have easily gotten disqualified and called it a fucking day. But Whatever. The Miz comes out to host Miz TV. He introduces his guest, Seth Rollins. He talks about his feud with Brock Lesnar. Horrible fucking promo by Seth Rollins. I love Seth, but horrible. Paul Heyman interrupts. Exchange some words with Rollins. Rollins says he's going to stomp out Heyman, but Heyman runs away. Rollins continues to talk about Lesnar, saying he's just a man. Any man can lose. He's beat him before. But well, Rollins says he's not like Lesnar. He gets ready by facing the best of the best. So tonight he's facing AJ Styles. Uh, we go back. Charlie Caruso's with the legends and a party. Jimmy Hart, Tori Wilson, Rikishi, and others. Sami Zayn interrupts and says, you guys are the fucking losers. You guys are all washed up. Rey Mysterio comes up, dabs up a child. Because <laughs> that's all Rey loves to do. You know, he but a kid. And he's like, yo, you're going to be the best. So Rey Mysterio comes up. He's like, yo, get some fucking respect, my guy. Kurt Angle is there, all hump and all. (laughs) It's not the same unless we get Kurt Angle pointing at the sky going, You suck. You suck. So we get a match between Rey Mysterio and him. So 24-7 champion Kelly Kelly runs to Candice Michelle and Melina, which I haven't seen on WWE TV in thousands of years. She looks great, by the way. Like, I never really liked Melina personally, but as a wrestler, she's always been pretty good. Uh, that she brags about a title win. Candice Michelle pins her with Molina now being a referee, and then she gets the awkward. <laughs> it was the most awkward yell ever. Then Medusa comes out, fucking steals Samoa Joe's gimmick of co- oh, she applies the coquina clutch, taps out Candace, Melina declares Medusa the twenty four seven champion. Uh, fucking, <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is going on? So, Raymond Mysterio versus Sami Zayn. So, whatever. This was so fucking random. So, Sami Zayn starts off strongest. Ray to open a moment. Sami hangs Ray upside down in the corner, stomps him out, gives him a drop kick for a two count. Sami hits the blue thunderbomb for a two count. Ray starts fighting back. Sami rolls to the outside for a breather. Sami starts walking up, and then Rob Van Dam forgets he's on TNA Impact, comes out to stop him. Sergeant Slaughter comes out. The fucking Hurricane and Kurt Angle. It sounds like the beginning of a bad joke. So Rob Van Dam, Sergeant Slaughter, the Hurricane, and Kurt Angle walk into a bar. Uh, well, maybe not Kurt. But Sammy gets back in the ring, right? Kicks him. Six, one, nine, one, two, three, done. Then he look. well, he actually knows. Six, one, nine, looks at Rob and he's like, you'll get it. Hits a five-star frog splash. One, two, three. Rob looked like he was just, like, chilling, bro. Like, Rob looked like he's like, I'm going to get in trouble, but I don't care. I don't know why Rob was there. A limo pulls up, and Ric Flair's coming out the limo, you know, swagging and profiling like always. Street favorites are talking about Raw reunions because all they do is hype up everything. This is actually a cool segment. I Blaze Medusa comes out. To the stage with a 24 7 title on the mic. She picks up the trash can. She's like, You know what I'm about to do. She's about to drop the title into the trash. Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase, the preacher, comes out to interrupt. DiBiase says, He'll buy the belt because everyone has a price. He pays Medusa and he gets the title and leaves. I was like, What the fuck? Jerry the King Lawler comes out for commentary and I groan because I hate Jerry the King Lawler so much. So annoying. AJ Styles with Seth Rollins. Uh, your typical bullshit. You know, the match ain't gonna happen. So Anderson and Gallows are at ringside. Seth starts it off strong in the opening moment, stomps a mud hole AJ in the corner. Gallows causes a distraction. AJ starts fighting back. Shawn Michaels and Triple H come out as DX to even out the fucking odds. I was like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> Uh, winner by DQ, Saffron. After the match, DX gets in the ring. Uh, they have a face down with Gallus and Anderson. I thought this was kind of cool. Uh, Michaels and A they tell him to suck it. They start beating the crap out and The Road Dog comes out. X-Pac comes out. Scott Hall. Kevin Nash. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was like, yo. The star power. Uh, they cut a pretty good promo after that. Mark Henry and Mick Foley are showing talking backstage. We see Ted DiBiase getting into a limo. Then, for some reason, you just hear the most fucking... Stuff like fucking Dragon Ball Z, like when 17 fought fucking Piccolo. It was just like... Just some crazy beatdown going on. Drake Maverick wins the 24-7 title without being seen. Mick Foley gets on the mic and he talks about the history of Monday Night Raw. He puts a video package of there. And then some creepy music are playing. Bray Wyatt comes out, attacks Mick Foley, and he gives him the mandible claw. I thought this was awesome how Bray's just attacking anyone right now. Yeah, and I thought it was cool that Mick Foley took the, took the, took the like, he made uh, Bray look pretty good, so that was cool. Alexa, 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 Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross come out to have a moment of bliss. Rob, Women's Champion Becky Lynch is there. They start talking about her versus Natalia. Natalia comes out, exchange some words, they fight it out, you know, simple shit, blah, blah, blah. Drake Maverick is getting into the backstage limo with his wife. A 24-7 champion. He's got it now. Art truth comes out. One, two, three. And the limo takes off. Bada-boom. Braun comes out. Squash match. It's Braun versus Enhancement, Talon 54. Uh, bell sounds. Uh, basically, Braun kills his man. Big boot. Uh, Chokeslam. Done. Over. Uh, I, feel, I feel like this wasn't easy. Like, Braun to be on squash matches to me. But, Whatever. After the commercial break, Ric Flair comes out to the stage, and the crowd of WWE legends come behind him. Hulk Hogan, it was cool to see Hogan and Flair have a moment. And, you know, let me tell you something, brother, 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 brother. Basically, you know, happy to be here, Robert Union, Stone Cold comes out, and he's like, Hey, you guys are family, we're family, we're all family, everyone's drinking, you know, and that's how Robert Union ends. It was cool to see a Stone Cold promo again. Again, I've never been the biggest fan of Stone Cold Steve Austin, but it was cool. Like, you know, I always like to see him. So that was Raw. It wasn't bad. Just the cameos alone were worth it to me. I just feel like the match quality kind of suffered, but it was supposed to. It's Raw Reunion. It's not Raw Reunion plus good matches. You know what I mean? But that wasn't too bad. Smackdown Live, 23rd edition of July. I actually pretty much enjoyed this episode of Smackdown. I'm going to tell you right now, this was a really, really good episode of Smackdown Live. I thought so, at least. Uh, The New Day comes out and joins the commentary table. I might get my notes confused. There we go. So yeah, The New Day comes out. You know, the usual shanga, the best in the world. Shane gets on the mic and talks about being sick of Kevin Owens. And he talks about Kevin Owens challenging him to a match at SummerSlam. Shane inducts, introduces old footage of Kevin quitting from him in 2018. Which I'm like, oh yeah, the storyline, the rest of the week. Kevin Owens comes out and he's like, yo, that was me at my lowest point. But I'm different now. I'm going to beat your ass. So the stipulation is if Kevin loses the SummerSlam match, he's gone. He's fired. So I hope Kevin loses. Because, you see, hear me out. We can get the storyline of him. Coming back out and making Shane's life a living hell like he did in Ring of Honor. You know, with the whole fuck Ring of Honor phase where he got fired. And then he just kept coming out and ruining everything. I thought it would be kind of cool. Intercontinental Champion Shinsuke Nakamura is shown backstage. Walking with the belt. Back from the break, Shane is walking backstage. He runs into Drew McIntyre, do. Uh, Elias. And uh, Drew and Elias start sucking up to Vince uh, Shane McMahon. About how much of a genius he is. Shane says he's going to make tonight special for the audience. And Drew is going to have his own special guest referee in the Kevin Owens match. And basically they do this whole shit. Elias is a timekeeper. All that stuff. Shinsuke Nakamura versus Apollo Crews. Great fucking match. I thought this match was fucking awesome. Uh, Great showcase for Apollo Crews. And even great for Shinsuke Nakamura. It's so stupid. They need to turn Shin fucking babyface. This guy... Is fucking over. Uh, Nakamura hits that nice sliding German suplex. He keeps doing that Ishimori does. I, I thought that was really cool. Uh, Nakamura uh, is fighting him up against Cruz. Cruz goes to the top rope. But Nakamura stops him. but Hits a running knee strike. Cruz fights back. Looks for a standing shooting start press. Nakamura moves out the way. Follows up with a king 1, One two three, Great match. Nakamura beats down Cruz after that. Hits a Kinshasa to the outside. We see Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville... With the biggest fucking bodge. They're like, oh, we got a title match. But if we beat them, we might get a title match. I was like, what? <laughs> so I guess they have a match with the Iconics. They have a title match. But if they win, they get a title match. So, you know, interesting stuff. Um, I, I, I like SmackDown's writing so far. Still to come, Kofi Kingston is about to announce his opponent for SummerSlam. We all know it's Randy. Uh, Miss TV is going to be happening with Sean. Uh, so, awesome fucking segment here. So, we get Miz TV, Shawn Michaels, he's just sucking up to Shawn, like, hey, Shawn's a really good actor, blah, 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 blah. Ziggler comes out, and he's complaining about all these legends being useless. He's sick and tired of all of them. Fucking, Ziggler and Shawn start going at it, and this was some good fuck. Fo- Ziggler is on fire, man. His promo game is on a whole nother fucking level. I'm like, who's, who is this man that's always been here? Uh, Miz wants to punch Ziggler in the face. Sean says Ziggler clearly has something to get off his chest, so let's get him talk. Ziggler says he used to idolize Shawn Michael. Notice how he said, you stupid. Now he's embarrassed. Ziggler says when Shawn came back to the ring, it broke his heart. Shawn was embarrassing. Shawn even says, I'm not going to disagree to you, it was embarrassing. But what's more embarrassing is working your whole career and still being left knowing that you're a second-rate Shawn Michaels wannabe. Ooh, that was rough. Someone finally told him. Ziggler disagrees, and he says the only second-rate Shawn Michaels here is the one look he's looking at. I thought that was fucking great. Miz starts complaining. Uh, the Miz is like telling him to shut up and all that stuff. Uh, Miz and Ziggler take off their coats, but Ziggler starts to walk away. Ziggler punches the Miz, then Shawn punches Ziggler, which gets a big pop. Shawn goes to help Ziggler up, and then Ziggler super kicks Shawn, and I mean a great fucking super kick. And all I want to do is watch Ziggler versus Shawn Michaels now. What a great segment! What a great back and forth between Shawn Michaels and um, Ziggler. Miz was not even needed here. This was just great. Charlotte versus Ember Moon, and a few seconds in, Bailey's music hits. Distraction roll up. Ember Moon wins, beating Charlotte. I am okay with this. Ember Moon needed a big win. Charlotte still looks strong. I'm okay with it. After the match, Ember grabs Bailey, throws her into the ring. Uh, Charlotte drops Bailey in the ring while she's doing that. Ember climbs to the top rope, It's a beautiful eclipse on Charlotte, and then Bailey gets up, and uh, Ember hits on the eclipse on her, too. I was like, oh shit, nice. I really hope Ember Moon wins that fucking title. Uh, WWE Champion Kofi Kingston is walking backstage. Kofi Kingston comes out. And this was also a great fucking promo. So he calls out Randy Orton. Orton is out there. Kofi says he has a lot of history with you. They show the replay of 2009 where he does the boon drop through the table. Kofi says he found the power of positivity. He became WWE Champion. But that Orton was trying to hold him back. Orton says... He did hold him back. He even said, I used all the power I had to hold you back because you weren't ready. And guess what? You still ain't ready. I thought this was good shit. Orton says Kofi's title on is a flute. And Kofi's 11 years of work is nothing compared to Orton's 18 years on top. Orton says all he had to do to be himself. And he never had a fake Jamaican accent or throw pancakes or shake hands. I was like, oh, man, this is some crazy (laughs) shit. Orin says Kofi doesn't deserve the WWE title And that. Orin could take it from him whenever he wants. Kofi says they should put that to the title to the test. SummerSlam one-on-one Randy Orton versus um, Kofi Kingston. Orin's like, "Bet. You got it." Joe comes out and we get Samoa Joe versus Kofi Kingston. Uh thank God they actually let this go out of a fucking um it's a no contest. Orin hits the ring. Orin have a stare down. Hits the RKO on Joe, Uh, Kofi then hits the Trouble in Paradise on Orton, Orton sells it like he got shot in the bullet with a fucking sniper in the head but this was good stuff here, very very good promo work from this SmackDown Finn Balor comes out with a little interview and then we see footage of when Bray Wyatt attacked him, Balor calls out Wyatt for a match at SummerSlam, Balor is interrupted in the Tron by fucking awesome shit, so it's regular as like Firefly, Funhouse Bray Wyatt, and he's like, hey buddy He's like, yeah, I'm a big fan of Finn Balor, but The Fiend does not like you. (laughs) I just love this whole third-person thing. He says, The Fiend accepts, but he says, The Fiend is an abomination. The Fiend is horrible. And Wyatt's just like, let me in. I thought this was great stuff, how he's both different, Bray Wyatt. Charlotte's backstage doing an interview and says, Ember is getting the title shot instead of her as a slap to the face. But Charlotte says she's going to do something else to get on SummerSlam. She will find a way to get on the SummerSlam card. The rumored match is her versus Trish Stratus, actually, which I'm okay with. Like I said, Charlotte doesn't need no more titles for right now. Like, Charlotte just needs to fucking get big, good matches. Shane comes out to the ring. He introduces uh, the guest timekeeper for the next match: Elias and Drew McIntyre. Uh, Owens and Reigns comes out. Big match, all this stuff. So Roman Reigns versus Elias. I mean, uh, versus uh, Elias. Uh, Collar and elbow type to start the match. Uh, I mean, uh, sorry, it's Roman Reigns versus Kevin Owens. They're having a match. Uh, and Abel-type start the match. Reigns back up Owens to the corner. Referee Drew McIntyre is trying to be cool. Like, funny thing, Drew was actually being completely kind of normal, I would say. Then fucking, uh, Drew, I mean, uh, Drew gets punched in the face by Roman Reigns. All hell breaks loose. No contest. Owens hits a bunch of stunners. He hits a stunner on Shane, and SmackDown goes off air with Owens standing tall. But great stuff here. Ziggler killing it. Ziggler on a whole nother level right now promo wise Kevin's doing great stuff but SmackDown overall was a pretty good show then we get to NXT Adam Cole will defend his NXT championship against uh Johnny Gargano in a three stages of hell match uh William Regal will end up picking the final stipulation so the stipulations are picked Johnny picks a street fight because he even says I guess I'm kind of well known for that now and then Adam Cole makes a surprising pick. He's like, you know what? I'm going to pick you in the match. I've beaten you twice. A one-on-one wrestling match. I thought it was kind of cool. how he built it up. I thought it was kind of cool, but I was just like, that's cool. That's cool. He even said, I don't need no stipulation. I just want to wrestle you, boy. Uh, Jordan Miles advanced to the finals of the NXT breakout tournament. It was Jordan Miles against uh, Angel Garza. Great fucking match here. I like this match a lot. I definitely didn't expect ACH to make it all the way to the end. But into the match, uh, Miles connected with a clothesline, followed up with a dropkick on Garza's face. Uh, Jordan hit Garza with a clothesline. He went for a crossbody, but Angel Garza cra- countered into a dropkick for a near fall. Uh, Jordan connected with a German suplex with a bridge, and one, two, three, the man ended up winning with just a simple German suplex. After the match, Shane Thorne comes out, and he's like, how the fuck am I not in this tournament? I don't need this tournament to break out. I'm going to break out on my own. I'm so glad they're using Shane Thorne finally. This guy is awesome. He's a great fucking wrestler. Like, he's so good, and he looks great, too. He looks in good shape now. Uh Zia Lee battled Bianca Belair in this works in NXT. But I was kind of pissed at this match. I'm not going to lie. Belair squashed this girl. Like, legit. Destroyed her. Like, this was just a fucking squash match. I hated it. I was like, why'd you do that to Zile You could have done it to someone else. But, but Belair is going on this crazy tear right now. She's just beating the shit out of everybody. Hits with the KOD for the win. Uh, North American Champion Velveteen Dream comes out, and he's like, uh, basically, he's like claiming that Roderick Strong is not a suitable opponent for him. I thought it was kind of funny. Uh, Strong comes out, and he's like, uh, "Who else is gonna face you? I've beaten you." Uh, Strong accused the Dream of being scared of him. Dream ripped up ripped his glasses off, and got in Roderick's face. Roderick stated that he is uh, a deserving challenger and could take Dream's title whenever he wants. Strong told Dream to give him what he wants, an NXT championship match at TakeOver Toronto. And Pete Dunne comes out for the Big Shock win. I popped hard because I love Pete Dunne. Especially, I like him more in NXT, than NXT UK. But it was good to see him. He just fucking goes in the ring, grabs, Strong tried to cheat on him. He just grabs him and breaks his fingers. I thought that was great. And then he just like has a stare at on Velveteen then he's out. I was like, this is great stuff. Roger Strawn then confronted NXT General Manager William Regal backstage. He complained about Pete Dunne getting involved in his match. Uh, Regal says that he was talking to NXT UK GM, and he's like, Pete Dunne's going to stay around here for a while, which I'm very happy about. Basically, triple threat match, and this is how it's going to happen, man. Finally, the Undisputed Era will be drenched in gold. Uh, Io Shirai comes out. I love the new theme, love the new look, love everything. Uh, faced Casey Casentaro, Casey got the shit beat out of her, she's about to fucking beat the crap out of her, Candice LeRae comes out, hits a suicide dive, Candice grabs a steel chair, but EO was able to escape, Uh, good stuff here, building up to a match, which, you know, is going to be good, I'm pretty sure, then we get the main event of Damian Priest, Punishment Martinez, which is Keith Lee, great match here, I love this match, I actually thought this match was pretty damn good, uh, comes to the end. I like how both guys are filling each other up. Uh, Lee's landing like crazy spin kicks and it keeps impressing Damien Priest. I thought it was cool. So, Priest tried to flip on to Lee, and that was fucking awesome. He does a fucking suicide flip and Keith Lee catches him in the powerbomb position. Damien Priest escaped and he boots him into the fucking, um, uh, steel steps. Uh, referee is backing up Priest. Priest ends up hitting a cyclone kick, a great kick. Uh, picks up with the Reckoning, a.k.a. the Crossroads. Uh, he needs to change that finish. But this was a good stuff, and it's probably going to get Lee in a... I'm pretty sure... I don't know if Lee's turning heel, but he's basically going to be like, hey, I need to stop playing games. Because Lee was very disappointed. He's like, what the fuck have I done in this year? I've gotten no opportunities to do anything. So, uh, great episode of NXT. Damian Priest is on a roll. Keith Lee, more developments happen there. Io Shirai is just oh my god, this woman is so good looking, uh, she's just amazing, I love her, I love her, uh, Candace LeRae not so much, but the match should be good, Candace can wrestle, I'll give her that, I'm just not a fan of her character, it's very bland, it's just happy-go-lucky girl, uh, Adam Cole and Johnny Gargano are going to steal the fucking show once again, so good stuff here, so, you know, Raw Reunion was kind of cool, SmackDown I thought was pretty fucking great, uh, we got good wrestling and amazing promo work, NXT was solid as always, and the G1's the G1, the G1 fucking rules, this is the best, but uh, I'm going to be cutting it short this week, again, just so many issues with the internet and the noise in the background, but I'll be cutting it short, uh, everybody, uh, you know, hit me up on the email address if you want to ask me any que- any wrestling related questions or any kind of questions, uh, Dragon 92 for that, uh, follow my YouTube channel k 92 where I post up clips of the podcast and also gameplays and all that stuff. Follow me on Facebook on k 92 you know, fan page. Hit it up there. Ask me anything you want. We take it easy. You know, we just chilling. We just chilling. Uh, that's it for me. Fucking spirit gun fire. I'm out.